Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 27th of September, 2023. Happy hump day to you, ladies and gentlemen. I am Derek Hunter. I'm your host. Don't forget patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. I'm trying to turn this stupid thing down so I don't get reverb. Uh, support the program. Get the weekend effing review. There we go. All the bonus content and the contest. This week, it's autographed Greg Gutfeld book versus autographed Gene Hackman book. I feel bad for the guy that Gene Hackman wrote the book with. Uh, I don't know, maybe he's famous, too. I don't know. Actually, let me look for a second. Uh, but, 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 Gene Hackman, everybody knows who he is. Daniel Lenahan, one of the world's leading underwater archaeologists, is head of the elite SCRU team, Submerged Cultural Resources Unit. Of the United States National Parks. All right. He writes frequently for a national history magazine. They've been friends and neighbors for almost a decade. They live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. All right. So he's not more famous or even remotely famous. But he's writing books with Gene Hackman. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not doing anything close to that. Anyway, enter to win at those things. And uh, boy, you look at these. Uh, these things, the world as it is, what a screwed up world we have. Have you seen the video of, before we get into the politics, have you seen the video of, uh, it's weird, my voice just went up. Have you seen the, have you seen the video of uh, Britney Spears dancing with the knives? It's weird now because everybody's like, oh, maybe Britney Spears is crazy. Maybe There's nothing Britney Spears has done in the last decade that didn't seem crazy to me to begin with. First of all, always dressing like a stripper is, I, I don't know that I've not seen a video or picture of her where I thought, well, she looks like a, just a normal person out for dinner. You know, she's always seemed to be wearing bathing suits. Look, she's got the money. She can do it. But when they were all like, oh, Britney's conservatorship, free Britney, free Britney. Britney isn't ready to be free. Britney is stupid. She's wildly stupid. And the conservatorship was probably the only thing that's going to keep her from being broke in the next few years. I think I said that at the time. Plus, I just don't care about Britney Spears. I'm, I guess I found her attractive long time ago when we were both much younger. But yeah, once she like shaved her head and was really cracking under the pressure, I thought that chick needs some help. Never thought her music was good because I have good taste in music. But if you, you watch her deteriorate, in public, you go, there's something wrong with this chick. And now there's nobody to say anything. And now she's dancing around in her kitchen or whatever the hell it is with these long kitchen knives. Now, I don't think she's a threat to herself. You can make sure you're not going to stab yourself with a kitchen knife. But if she tripped and if she were high on drugs, I wouldn't be surprised. I was more concerned for the little dogs in the background. You better not hurt those dogs, you psycho. But honestly, she's nuts and all the leftists are like free britney they just enabled this they think whatever happens they've got on their hands but put some clothes on you really bad you know you're screwed in the head when you lose custody of your children to kevin Federline, and they don't want to talk to you at all when you're the rich parent and they don't want to talk to you you just got to pay child support and the kids don't want anything to do with you. And the court says, yeah, no, we agree. You shouldn't have anything to do with her. Anyway, I just, I watched that video and it's just, it's oddly hypnotic, but it's also just gross. I don't feel bad for her. I feel bad for her childhood. It was robbed of her. But at a certain point, you embrace the crazy or you do something about it. She's walked away and just sort of become the weird cat lady or whatever the hell she is there's a point where indulgence indulgence is different from stupid she's been indulged her whole life she chose to be stupid seemingly anyway in hilarious news speaking of degenerates who've been indulged their whole life hunter biden has sued rudy giuliani over the laptop <laughs> just like what what? 
CNN reports Hunter Biden filed a civil lawsuit Tuesday against Rudy Giuliani and his former lawyer, claiming they caused, quote, total annihilation, and quote, of his digital privacy and violated federal and state computer privacy laws through their alleged efforts to hack his devices. Hack his... He put it all... Crack smoker puts it all on puts it all on a laptop and then gives the laptop away. It needs to be repaired. There's crack in the keyboard. The the letters G and H won't work because there's too much crack dust in there. You do all right. Just come back in a week and we'll have it. You never show back up. But somehow that's Rudy's fault. In a lawsuit filed in federal court in California, Hunter Biden accuses. Well, now this is weird. California. Rudy Giuliani, as far as I know, doesn't live in California. He wasn't a mayor of a city in California. The laptop was taken to a Delaware repair shop because that's where Hunter Biden took it. But he's suing in California. Huh. Thinking maybe because he thinks he'd get a fair shake from the leftists out there. Uh, California, Hunter Biden accuses Giuliani and Robert Costello of spending years, quote, hacking into, tampering with, manipulating, copying, dismantling, and generally obsessing over data that they were given that was taken or stolen, end quote, from his devices. Quote, plaintiff demands defendants Giuliani and Costello cease their unlawful activities with respect to plaintiff's data and return any data in their possession belonging to plaintiff. But they have refused to do so. Attorneys for Hunter Biden said in the lawsuit, defendants' statements suggest that their unlawful hacking activities are ongoing today and that, unless stopped, will continue into the future, thereby necessitating this action. Poor guy. How many more laptops do you think are sitting out there? Nobody even knows that they had Hunter Biden's laptop. It's just, you know, this really wasted guy came in and gave us a laptop. Most of them, I bet by now, have been reformatted and sold, right? Laptops are the only thing that might uh, lose value faster than a new car. They really are. They depreciate. It's not even the second you you drive it off the lot. It's the second you buy it, it starts to lose. It loses a third of its value. I guess the second 30 days after that, because then you can't return it anymore. But it's hilarious that these people, this is Hunter Biden's aggressive strategy. Remember a few months ago when they were talking about he's going to launch, he's going to go on the offensive now, Hunter Biden is. He's sick of being on the defensive. And you go, how, how, how is it that this guy who smoked a lot of crack and made himself pretty much unemployable, really, in any realistic sense, and now that the world is aware of his degeneracy, thanks to his own handiwork, he's really unemployable. You imagine being the the CEO of a company that goes, yeah, we're going to hire Hunter Biden, I think, as a consultant. First of all, what would be the justification? What industry, what is he trained to do? Nothing. Was he have, even the jobs he had, I wouldn't say he knew what the hell he was doing. But you'd say, well, we're going to hire him anyway because Joe Biden says he's the smartest man he knows. Not really a testimonial that you'd put on the uh, dust jacket of a book, I would say, if you're considering the source being Joe Biden. But who's going to hire him? Nobody. So he sells art to people with business before the government and wanting curry favors from his father. That's his only skill. But he makes a ton of money and he made a ton of money. He just can't afford to pay child support. He had to go and get his child support reduced dramatically. I think it was 50%. His child support was reduced ultimately in the deal. But he can afford a team of attorneys to clear his good name and pursue people who released information Hunter Biden willingly kind of gave to the world. That's what he did. Seems like a waste of money, except that he's not paying these lawyers. These lawyers are Democratic operatives, Democratic loyalists, little worker bees, slaves to the donkey. And so he can do whatever the hell he wants. File a frivolous lawsuit. We have no loser pays, so it doesn't really matter. File a frivolous lawsuit. Doesn't cost Hunter anything. And these lawyers are being paid probably by donors 
They're not, of course, trying to curry favor with Joe Biden. So since Joe Biden has nothing to do with this, it's not public corruption. It's just people out of the kindness of their hearts who happen to be loyal Democrats desperate to get certain things done by the government, of which Joe Biden is the head right now. They are just helping out his son out of the kindness of their hearts. See, it's it's corruption by proxy. It's bribery by proxy. Now, realistically, it's bribery and it's still criminal, but nobody's going to look into it. See, if you're trying to bribe me and you say, here's a half a million dollars. First of all, you can get me for half a million dollars. But here's a half a million dollars to bribe me. Um, that's against the law. But if you say, here's a half a million dollars for your kids, your kids are given the half a million dollars. I don't even see it. I don't even get to wet my beak. I don't even get 10% as the big guy. I have not taken a bribe, although I have taken a bribe. It's bribery by proxy, which is also illegal. Family members benefiting, paying family members. Now, the argument in this case, I assume, would be they are just providing services and lawyers oftentimes do pro bono work. So it has nothing to do with the fact that these are loyal Democrats, probably lobbyists or connected to lobbyists, whatever, and that they are giving their services to see normally pro bono work is pro bono work exists because some people can't afford attorneys. Pro bono work exists so lawyers can look themselves in the mirror and go, yeah, I'm a scumbag on 95% of the cases I do. But every once in a while, I take up the cause of a homeless guy or I defend an innocent person who can't afford anybody but the public defender, whatever it is. They are not. It was not created to defend the douchebag kid of the president of the United States. It just wasn't. But that's how it works in Washington, D.C. There are poor people in Washington, D.C. They're just kept away from the rich people and the lawyers. So I do, I get a kick out of that lawsuit. I do love it when things come home to roost for leftists, for bad people, when they get a big old dose of their own medicine. It's that sort of, like Target. Remember Target and their progressive tuck underwear thing and all that? Oh, man. It was just great. It's just wonderful. It's for the children, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Well, after giving millions of dollars to groups like Black Lives Matter and probably all sorts of groups that ended up funneling it to either individuals, bank accounts, or, or Antifa, it's now coming back to haunt Target. It really is. New York Post has the story. Target said it is closing nine stores in major markets across the country. That's the thing. If it you live in the riddle of uh, BFE Iowa and they're closing your Target, it's going to suck for you. It's going to suck for you because there's probably not. There might be a Walmart close by, but usually they don't. It's a grocery store. It's a lifeline for people in rural communities. But in major metropolitan, and they make money. They don't make a ton of money, but they make money. If it is in a city of 10 million people, 8 million people, and they close that one, that's going to leave a mark on the bottom line. You're leaving a lot of money on the table. But thanks to the progressive causes the Target supports financially, they've shot themselves in the foot. Target said it is closing nine stores and major markets across the country, including its Harlem location in New York City, because of rampant theft and violence. Now, if you watch social media, you see footage all the time, particularly on Twitter, about how you know this guy and that guy's they're beating the hell out of people, or they're just people in there with duffel bags filling up, filling up bags with new merchandise and walking out the door. Security guards are sitting there, then they just film it. It's all on film. Like, why the hell is this happening? Why? Why is this being filmed? Why doesn't somebody do something about it? Well, we don't. We now have a that guy in New York who was on the subway who became physical with the homeless junkie loser who was harassing people on on the train. He's being charged with manslaughter. He's facing serious jail time. That's why people don't get involved. To hell with society. You want to destroy society? That's what you. That's how you do it. 
Quote, Target said, we cannot continue to operate these stores because theft and organized retail crime are threatening the safety of our team and guests and contributing to unstable business performance. End quote. The Minneapolis-based discount dealer said in a Tuesday statement, the stores will close on October 21st and span four states, including New York, which will lose its Harlem location. The other locations to be shuttered are in San Francisco, See if you notice a trend here. Are in San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, and uh, other cities in Oregon. Notice a trend there? Yeah, because they are controlled by leftists. Uh, See, cities have all been struggling with an epidemic of aggressive organized retail theft that has ramped up over the past few years, right around the same time that George Soros said, you know what, I can really have a massive impact if and I bring and put money into and fight for prosecutors. See, it's not who writes the laws, it's who enforces the laws. And if they choose not to enforce the law, they've decided to rape the concept of prosecutorial discretion for political advantage, and it's working out for Democrats. If people getting the hell beat out of them, people being shot and killed in Democrat cities, this is what happens when you don't put criminals away. Congratulations. Target's announcement follows on the heels of another massive round of store closures, including Rite Aid, which filed for bankruptcy protection and is likely shuttering up to 500 stores in the coming months, according to reports. Target said it invested heavily in strategies to stop the shoplifting in its stores, adding more security guards and theft deterrent tools to no avail. Theft deterrent. See, what's the point of a security guard if they just watch it? You've got now a witness with a uniform watching the thievery rather than somebody watching it on the overhead camera. Congratulations. If they're not only not empowered to physically prevent the shoplifting, but to confront the shoplifter, if they're not only empowered, but they're they're actively, well, it's against company policy. They're told you can't do that. It doesn't matter how many people you have standing around with a uniform tisk, tisking some sociopath with no conscience out there trying to make a bunch of money because why not? They don't care. Target, quote, despite our efforts, unfortunately, we continue to face fundamental challenges to operating these stores safely and successfully, the company said. No, you need to get yourself some serious insurance. You need to have some big ass security guards. You need to make a serious commitment to defending them. You need to get people who know how to fight that are trained, not just some hard ass. Well, you know, you don't hire the, the Hell's Angels for Altamont to do security. You hire some professionals who can inflict some physical pain on these people and then slap some cuffs on them. You're going to get sued. Oh, they were so mean. They broke my arm. Don't care. Target will eat that cost, whatever. Or Target will fight that lawsuit forever. Doesn't matter. That's, what, that's the only way to do this. Instead, Target is a left-wing company, and they said, we're going to cave and we're going to leave these areas. Now, ironically, these are, particularly in Harlem, heavily minority areas that are, you know, liberals do what? Oh, food deserts. Companies are racist. Food deserts. Well, Target and all these other companies actually took risks. They said, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to put stores there. And then how did it work out? Where's the support from the community? Where's the support from the political leaders and the faith leaders in these communities? Nowhere. They don't give a damn. So, good. Good for you. It's like, we're on your team. Okay, great. We'll take your money. We'll hammer your checks. We're still going to rip you off because we don't really care because we're not out here really for justice. We're out here for whatever. We're out here because eventually this protest is going to turn into a riot. And if it happens to do it in front of a footlocker, I'm going to have shoes till the cows come home. If it happens in front of a Best Buy, daddy needs a new big screen TV, et cetera, et cetera. You watch this crap happen and you just go, how does this happen? This is how it happens. You don't, uh, it's the opposite. The left always 
Ever since Rudy Giuliani, speaking of Giuliani, instituted the broken windows theory of policing where you prosecute all the crimes. You prosecute all the crimes because people who commit little crimes, eventually a good percentage of them, graduate to bigger crimes. And then a smaller but still significant percentage of them graduate to smaller crimes. It's fewer and fewer people the further you go up the seriousness of the crime pyramid, but at the top of it are things like rape, assault, and murder. Nobody starts off at the top of the pyramid. So if you don't stop the base from ever expanding, you're just going to end up with more people at the top of the pyramid. But the left hated Rudy Giuliani. They hated the fact that a Republican turned around their hellhole city of New York, so much so that they've ruined it again. Like, I'll show you. I'm surprised there aren't hookers working at the Disney store in Times Square. Give it time. Give it time. They'll be out in front of it soon enough. And there'll be Eric Adams going, who are we to judge? We can't judge these people. Al Sharpton, the Reverend Al, will be down there. We need more government money to help these people. Subsidize these hookers so I don't have to pay so much. Uh, But, yeah, this is what Democrats have created. You feel bad for the people around it until you realize that the people around it vote, I don't know, what is what is what do you think the odds that Harlem has ever voted five percent for a Republican? What do you think? Zero? Less than zero percent chance? So it's hard to feel bad for him. You're like, hey, here comes a train, kids. Why don't you get off the track? No, no, no. Hey, okay, the train's closer now. Why don't you get off the track? Hey, now the train is blowing its horn. Why don't you get off the track? Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut your mouth. There's the train. It's get off the... All right, you just got hit by a train. It's hard to feel sorry for people who get hit by a train. Especially, you know, like somebody beating their head against a brick wall. My head hurts. I got an idea. Hear me out. But they don't listen. Uh, Speaking of beating your head against a brick wall, the media and the Democrats trying to prop up Weekend at Bernie's there in the White House. He went to Wash or he went to uh, Wayne County, Michigan, to march. Uh, this is going to be uh, the story. He is the first president to ever march on a picket line. Now, what he doesn't really talk about is that his policies are part of the reason that the picket line exists in the first place. Ford lost $4 billion plus on electric vehicles just last year. And there's no end in sight to that. The cost of electric vehicles is through the roof and the manufacturing of electric vehicles is likely going to have to be overseas because they're going to have to lower the costs somehow. Even with mandates, people still, they mandate the sale of them. They can't mandate the purchase of them. It's going to be a bloodbath for the, it, it's a product nobody wants, or not. the people who want it have it, all right? It's a product that isn't ready for prime time. If you can go only 300 miles, okay, great. What if I need to go 500 miles? What if I need to go 1,000 miles? What if I need to go 500 miles in a day? So I have to budget for time-wise for 300 miles, then an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever the type of charging station I get to, then suddenly I can charge my vehicle, then I can go back, and suddenly a a five-hour trip becomes a 12-hour trip. How does that work? And, oh, I've got to pay a minimum $50,000 for the privilege? What if the battery goes? Got to pony up another 10, 20 grand for a new battery? This is what Democrats are trying to force on people. So the auto companies don't want this forced on them. They are fans of the market. And they recognize that since this is being forced on them, not just by the federal government, but by the insane state of California, that they're going to have to find ways to cut costs. Well, the cost of a battery is the cost of a battery is the cost of a battery. The cost of a tire is the same cost of the leather interior is the same. The one thing that you can really, I mean, I suppose on the margins, if you really buy in quantity, you might be able to lower the prices on some of those things. But the real place where, thanks to union labor, thanks to Democrat restrictions, 
that they can really save money is on labor. Only if they outsource it. Only if they get it out of this country. Then they can save money big time. It's why the auto industry in my lifetime has moved largely to uh, South and Central America. Aided, by the way, by Democrats and NAFTA. But hey, what are you going to do? So this is the real problem with the auto industry. And it's one of the things the union has been sort of bringing up, but they pussyfoot around because they are an appendage of the Democratic Party. The workers, the union members understand this and don't want these mandates to go in place. The union is paying lip service to that, but they'd sell it out if they could give us a big enough raise and we'll shut up about these mandates, whatever the auto company, they're still grousing. Democrats are trying to subsidize them even more than they have. But the auto companies realize that even with a $7,500 credit, a $50,000 car becomes $42,500. Most people aren't buying $42,500 cars. Most $10,000 used cars don't come with it, the looming liability of or obligation to replace a $15,000 piece, right? It's not like you can go buy a used battery on the cheap somewhere. They're expensive as hell. Not like, well, your carburetor's shot. But uh, I know a guy, he's got, a, he's got one of these things sitting in his backyard. I'll take the carburetor out, get a good deal on it. It's not, I know a guy with a Tesla. I'm going to go get his battery. It's going to be great. I know a guy with a Chevy Volt. He's, he just doesn't want it anymore. It's up on blocks. Got a flat tire. Never really figured out how to change it. So we can get his battery off there and get you at a, a nice price. It'll be good. No. So with this in mind, knowing that he is really the cause, well, maybe he doesn't know, but people knowing that he is the cause of the problems, a big part of the union problem, Joe Biden went and walked the picket line. He walked the picket line. He told workers, you built the middle class, blah, 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 blah. He was there for a total of 12 minutes. 12 minutes on the picket line today for Joe Biden. What's the carbon footprint, I wonder, of taking Air Force One from Washington, D.C. to Detroit, Michigan, to Detroit Metro Airport, and then driving in a motorcade to a picket line? What do you think that carbon footprint is? I bet it's bigger than, uh, well, bigger than most cars will put out in the course of a year. And 12 minutes on the pickup, pick, uh, picket line, 12 minutes. He spent more time on the toilet this morning, 12 minutes. And then he was off to California for a fundraiser with a whole bunch of Hollywood leftists. Joe Biden cares very deeply about the middle class. Just don't touch him. And you can tell how much trouble he's in. If you see the footage of him, the very limited footage there is of him at this union rally, you will see a man teetering with balance issues, playing with a megaphone, talking to a crowd that I promise you, this is how it works. I've seen the advanced teams on presidential visits work. They get the people, the political people, get the uh, people who are the most loyal to be behind the president, to be around the president, to be anywhere near where a camera could pick them up with the president. Nobody's in frame with the president, or very few people are in frame with the president by accident. When they work a rope line, occasionally they can be. But in general, nobody is anywhere close who doesn't fully embrace the president's policies. Why? Because every second of footage and every still image that comes out of it, you want the people to be ecstatic around the president of the United States. It'd be political malpractice to put a president of the United States in the middle of a group of people who just look at him going, oh God, this guy, this guy's so full of crap. So there are very few people around the president. And then you listen to the audio and you watch it. He doesn't say anything of consequence, but when you listen to it and you hear the applause, it is a smattering of applause. You hear more enthusiastic cheering on the first day of the some insignificant company's life insurance tournament at the PGA on a Monday, or I mean on a Friday, the opening round. 
You hear more applause there and a golf clap than you heard for Joe Biden. He's not very popular. That he's the problem is not lost on the people in uh, on the picket lines. Of course, Joe Biden is his own problem. I love this story. This is one of my favorite stories, and it's filled with so many qualifiers. It illustrates not only the problems with Joe Biden, but the links to which the leftist media will go to try and cover them up. Axios has the headline, Scoop, colon, Biden's team don't let, uh, Biden, Biden teams don't let him trip mission. Like, what? Yeah, oh yeah. This is a serious problem. They're afraid of the president of the United States falling again. You know what's going to happen. He almost, he slipped today on the stairs. He no longer uses the big stairs and goes in the front of Air Force One. He uses the little stairs, mostly for luggage and like media and whatever, and goes off the bottom of Air Force One because that allows him to go down the stairs inside Air Force One to as low as you can possibly get because he can't handle walking up the stairs anymore. But don't worry, he's perfectly fine to be president or something. So this is part of the strategy to prevent Joe Biden from falling on his ass and highlighting his age again. Axios reports President Biden and his campaign are working on a critical project for his reelection bid. Colin, make sure he doesn't trip. As voters express deep concerns about the 80-year-old president's age and fitness for office, Biden's team is taking extra steps to prevent him from stumbling in public, as he did in June when he tripped over a sandbag at the Air Force Academy. Well, you know, sandbag just sitting there in plain view, nothing obstructing it, take anybody out, right? With... uh, Physical therapist Biden has been doing exercises to improve his balance as far back as November 2021. And there's a certain point at which you go, it ain't working, folks. It ain't working. Uh, Since his stumble in June, he has been wearing tennis shoes more often to avoid slipping and using the short stairs. Ooh, that's a joke there you're not allowed to make anymore. Using the short stairs on Air Force One, entering the plane on a lower deck than before. I don't know that I've ever seen another president of the United States use the short stairs and go off the bottom belly in the back of Air Force One rather than the main entrance. See, you want that visual. As president, there are a few things that are more president sitting behind the Oval Office is, is presidential. Behind this podium with the seal of the president of the United States is presidential. And turning back after walking up that staircase and waving with United States of America written across the plane, waving in the door of Air Force One, that's very presidential. Joe can't do that anymore. He can't be trusted to go up 20 steps, not an all in a row. Democrats, including some in the administration, are terrified that Biden will have a bad fall with a nightmare scenario of it happening in the weeks before the November 2024 election. Some senior Democrats privately have been frustrated with Biden's advance team for months, citing the sandbag incident and noting that the president often appears not to know which direction to go after he speaks at a podium. We've all seen that. Which way do I go? He does those weird karate chops and points and just kind of aimlessly shuffles off. What was it? Uh, Woman for the... uh, Washington Post, not Jennifer Rubin, another one just as bad, whatever. She blamed the, the Biden staff. They need to send somebody out there to get him after speeches, she wrote. Maureen Sullivan, Margaret Sullivan, I think is her name. They need to send somebody out there to get him. Got to send somebody out there to get him. No, yeah, because, you know, hey, exit the same way you came on the stage, written on top of a speech, uh, that could mean any number of things. You got to go out there and get this moron. Now, this is my one of my favorite parts. Right after that comes this. Often without context, Republicans have used video clips of Biden looking confused about where to go after speeches to raise further questions about his age. Okay, now who's what's the reporter here? Alex Thompson. I tweeted this out and uh, I tagged Alex Thompson. Alex Thompson weirdly hasn't bothered to respond. He follows me, too, so that's what I don't get. I love the part, often without context. Alex, in what context is the President of the United States 
aimlessly shuffling in no particular direction or not knowing where the hell to go. In what context is that good? In what context is that normal? In what context that it happens, the frequency that it happens with Joe, is it you just look at it and go, yeah, no, that's just the way it is. Here's a whole bunch of footage of Barack Obama kind of standing there with his thumb up his butt going, I don't know which way to go, so I'm not going to go anywhere. Half the time, you kind of expect, do I go left? Do I go right? What do I do? And you kind of think he might just wander off forward and fall off the stage. He just might be that completely lost. Show me another president where that would apply. Or explain to me the context in which it is not a doddering old man confused about where he is or what he's supposed to do. See, you give a five or ten minute speech, you should be able to recall where you came from to get up on that stage, right? Go back that way. You know where the door is, right? You know where the stairs are, right? Theoretically, if you're all there. And the thing goes on, it is... uh, They make excuses for him, Axios reports. Biden's balance difficulties are likely the result of what his his, physician has diagnosed as, quote, a combination of significant spinal arthritis and mild post-fracture foot arthritis. What? He's falling because he's got spinal arthritis and a foot fracture arthritis? That's not why he's tripping over stuff. That's not why. No, that's not it. But they're making excuses. If this guy is so effed up that he has spinal arthritis, he's falling all the time. He should be in a wheelchair. They should impose a stair lift sort of thing on the the stairs to Air Force One. Get one of those little chairs and and he goes up the stairs. That's where we're going next. Or they create a mobile escalator to get him up there. But the idea, no, his balance issues are likely because of this. Not the fact that he's 80 years old and has clearly lost a couple of flights of stairs. Forget about an individual step. There is no lie they will not tell. There is nothing they will not do. They are trying desperately, desperately to find a way to polish that turd. They really are trying to find a way to polish that turd. It's not working. Not yet anyway. But damn it, they are going to ride that sucker into the ground And then only maybe will they consider anything else. Lastly today, I want to play you a a little clip of audio. Because, and again, it seems like I'm picking... I I just want to preface this. I will vote for Donald Trump. I will happily vote for Donald Trump. I will happily vote for any Republican against any Democrat. But I don't think I'd vote for Donald Trump in the primary unless Donald Trump does something to distance himself from a lot of the grifters that have glommed on to him and use his name and their proximity to him to enhance their image and enhance their bank accounts. Who am I talking about? It could be any number of things. It could be nationally syndicated radio hosts. It could be television hosts. It really literally applies to just about everybody. They suck up to him and they're bad people. But in this particular case, I'm talking about one person in particular and it's Carrie Lake. And I get it. I liked Carrie Lake when she was running for governor. I thought she was a good candidate. I thought she was going to win. I didn't pay that close attention because I don't live out anywhere near Arizona, so whatever. But I thought, oh, she's, uh, I, I fell for it too. She's on Fox. I saw her on Fox. She was very good on television. She's probably going to win. Saw the same polling data. Probably going to win. She didn't win. She didn't win. She can complain all she wants about why she didn't win or claim it's whatever. But the fact is there's a governor in Arizona and it's not Kerry Lake. Okay. Since then, Carrie Lake has become a star in the Republican Party. The Republican Party really needs to stop elevating losers. It's not a personal value judgment. She lost. Therefore, she's a loser. Whatever team loses is a loser team. They get another shot, sure, but they're losers. You don't elevate them. You remember what happened to Andrew Gillum. Remember Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams? They lost their respected races. Stacey Abrams 
believed the hype didn't go away, was propped up by MSNBC and CNN, but mostly MSNBC, and went on to lose by even more, by a lot this last time, because cable news is not real life. Andrew Gillum barely lost the governor's race. You want to talk about dodging a bullet down in Florida. You get Not only do you not get uh, Gillum, you get DeSantis. And uh, the dramatic things that would have gone differently if it had been Andrew Gillum in there. But Gillum, after he lost, was a CNN contributor. He's commenting on everything. He didn't. It was clear he didn't know anything. He was just Mayor of Tallahassee. You don't have to be too bright to be the Mayor of Tallahassee. And it turns out that he was uh, smoking a lot of crack with uh, gay porn stars and having a whole bunch of sex with gay porn stars in hotels. That. Didn't work out very well. You don't elevate a loot. Why'd you elevate the losers? What do you expect them to do? Now, was he smoking crack and having a bunch of sex with gay porn stars before he lost for governor? I don't know. But you don't. You look, you try. You win, you lost. All right, we're moving on. We lost. We're moving on. Let's get somebody else. Let's get somebody who can win. How about that? But instead, the Republicans have taken to elevating a lot of losers. And it all has to do with the prox- their proximity to Donald Trump. And Carrie Lake is the biggest among them. She has been making wild allegations. She has been promising the sun, the moon, and the stars and not delivering anything on this alleged lawsuit. And now she's thinking about running for Senate. And it's kind of, this might piss off more people, but I've got to make the analogy. Dinesh D'Souza. He's got a new movie coming out, apparently. But he's rented out movie theater. It's a weird business model. He knows what he's doing. He makes his money. But they rent out movie theaters, and then they sell inflated price tickets, like 25 bucks to go see this documentary. I'm not sure who's going to pay for a documentary to see the same people you see on cable news every 20 minutes talk about things they talk about on cable news every 20 minutes. And it's not a documentary because it's a potential are we going down this road thing. Documentaries, by very definition, have documented something that already happened. They don't spec. They're not speculate. It might be a speculating, speculary or something, but it's not a documentary. And it's all about are we becoming a police state? And I thought, I saw this, and I, I get I'm cynical, and I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and I'm very few people's cup of tea, and whatever. But I just got to say it. My thoughts about Desh, Dinesh D'Souza's last movie, and this is why I'll never pay to see another Dinesh D'Souza movie, not that I ever paid to see any of them, but I'll never see, pay to see another one, is um, <clears throat> his last movie was about how he's got the proof that the 2020 election was stolen. He's got irrefutable proof, and he's got all this cell phone tower data and everything, and there's footage and all this stuff. Everybody knows it's 2,000 mules or whatever the hell it was called. And he, he's got this evidence and he doesn't immediately take it to any Republican, any conservative prosecutor in the country. Dinesh D'Souza, I've talked with him many times. He knows people. You could find a prosecutor to make the it. If you got a case, you could find a prosecutor to make the case. You take it to you know Biden's Justice Department. They're not going to do anything about it. But you can go to other people who will. There are state attorney general. There are all sorts of things that you could easily do with this information. But instead of finding, quote unquote, evidence of the greatest crime in the 21st century and doing something about it criminally, you only release that information when you can profit from it. I have a problem with that. I have a huge problem with that. I begin to question the integrity and the sincerity of people when they say things like that, right? I have the proof. Pay me for it and I'll show it to you. Well, wait, what if it's massive voter fraud on an epic scale at some point, shouldn't you? I don't know. Do something with it. Is your first instinct, how can I profit from this? It shouldn't be. If it's true, if you're not interpreting it in the most uh, advantageous way for you, it should be, my God, we have to stop this, not, my God, I'm going to make a fortune off of this thing. This is going to be awesome. That's my problem with Dinesh D'Souza's last movie 
and it's why I won't go to see another movie. Because if you got all this proof, how do you move on from that? You're sitting on proof that the election was rigged and everything was stolen. You go, ah, you know what? Let's go on to the next one. Let's do a speculative movie about feeding into people's fears and paranoia. Okay, no. I begin to think that you're not doing this based on principle. And I know some of the people, you're not doing this based on principle. The people involved, it's about profit. It's about profit. Because if you've got these concerns, people don't need to wait until the end of next month to find out about them. They don't need to pay 25 bucks to sit in a movie theater to find out about them. If you really are, the sky truly is falling. Chicken Little selling tickets to it. Uh, weeks away is a bit curious, don't you think? You see people elevating people and people falling for these grifts everywhere. People are getting rich off this stuff. People are getting rich off of this stuff. And they'll swear to you. They, the grifters who are ripping you off will swear to you. They're doing it for the good of the country. They're doing it for themselves. They're doing it. And then why are you profiting? Why are you profiting? If it's so damned important, why are you profiting? Well, we can profit and, okay, I suppose, technically. But then don't pretend that anything other than profit is the motive, right? Right, it just seems that way to me. I'm old-fashioned that way. I put things out there. And I've had evidence before that I've just passed on. I've had stories and things that I've just, here it is. What is the most useful way to have this? Pass it on. Get somebody else, get it reported, whatever it is. That's what you do if you're really about the cause. If you're not really about the cause, you spend a year working on a movie that's going to make you money because you care. So like if you thought this stuff for a year, and we're moving closer to a totalitarian regime. Sound the alarm bells. Release it to the world for free. Don't charge the world 25 bucks. That seems a bit odd. Nobody's going to save you. That's like they always say, the government, all these scams, Social Security, they call you up and they ask you for your credit card number. They're not going to ask you for your credit card number. The government, think what you will, the government, government sucks. The Social Security Administration is going to call you up and ask you for your credit card number not going to do that. Somebody pretending to be will, they're going to rip you off. Apply that logic to everything. Just because somebody says they support your politics or agree with your politics doesn't mean they do. Just because somebody insists they're a good person and they would never do anything doesn't mean they wouldn't. In fact, more often than not, it means the exact opposite. Just putting it out there. So back to Carrie Lake. This thing, she's on some podcast. And the reason I can't support Donald Trump now, look, I wish Donald Trump would get a little serious about some of the issues. I think the presidency is something to fight for and something that people win because they say what they're going to do, not a reward for past deeds. And if you look, he's making a case that Biden sucks and Biden does suck. But you got to also make the case that you don't suck. You know, he's in a different boat because people know who he is. But... I think you have to say, here's what I'm going to do as president and how I'm going to do it, not just I'll make things great again. Again, I'll vote for the guy in the general if he wins the nomination. But I, I don't think I could vote for him in a primary because I haven't heard any reason to other than he thinks he deserves it. And I can't stand people who don't... Look, I don't like liars. I don't like frauds. I don't like phonies. It's the Holden Caulfield in me. I also don't like people who accept those things on their behalf, who don't distance themselves from these frauds, who don't call them out, who won't call out the BS. I want you to listen to Carrie Lake and see if there's a planet on which what she says is, is remotely true in your world. On that um, face-off between DeSantis, let's let us not forget that DeSantis also shut the beaches down. DeSantis took a page out of Gavin Newsom's playbook. 
despite what he says, he shut the beaches down. He did force vaccines. He did force face masks on our kids. So he tries to act like um, he was perfect. And Florida was open. Santa's forced vaccines on kids? He forced vaccines on people, on workers. He forced face masks on children. And he was for all that. DeSantis was for all of that. So he thinks that we forgot that as well. Now, granted, he didn't continue the misery as long as... Was it one month or a couple weeks on what it was? It was a little more than that. It was a little more than that. The beaches were shut down to people. So anybody who shuts a beach down, I mean... The mayor of Miami, or uh, I think it was Miami, whatever it was, the Democrat, Democrat mayor, shut down the beaches in one city. DeSantis forced them reopened. Nobody was forced to get a vaccine. In fact, there was a law on the books from the last Democrat governor they had that would have at least been possibly uh, possible to use to force people, state employees, people doing business with the state, to get the vaccine. And DeSantis, working with the legislature, had that repealed. No children were forced to wear face masks. That was actually explicitly outlawed by the state. Literally everything Carrie Lake says there is a lie, is a straight-up lie. And I say the same thing I say to the leftists. If you have such a strong case, why do you have to lie? They say the same thing about Trump. They lie about Trump. And you go, well, if they, like given all the stuff he says, you have to come up with lies about him? Joe Scarborough ran around saying, he's calling for assassinations. That's not what he said covered that yesterday that's not at all what he said you don't have a very strong case against him if you have to lie about it if you have to make stuff up to use against it you don't have a very strong case and you're not a very good person if you're carrie lake straight up lying now what's funny is carrie lake's twitter feed back in the day is littered with praise for ron DeSantis and the florida miracle and the wonderful things that he was doing in florida but now that she's on Team Trump she, and she wants to be vice president, God help us, um, she's lying about him. And nobody's calling around. Nobody on the MAGA train is calling around on this. Like, all right, you know, we can make a case for Trump without lying. Hell, I can make a case for Trump without lying. But that they aren't trying and that they're encouraging lying and tolerating lying and embracing lying and bringing in the inner circle liars who blatantly lie. And just, I guess, you know, the bigger, I mean, this is so stupid. This is so easily wrong. You don't even have to look anything up, for God's sakes. You know it's a lie. You know it's BS. Like, at a certain point, don't you just go, hey, uh, we got to kind of, you need to pump the brakes on this thing, okay? We're not going to come out. We're not going to dispute you we're not going to make you look like an idiot but for the love of god you uh you can't say these things it's embarrassing it's it's counterproductive whatever at some point don't you do that don't you have to do that but i don't think they do that's why i have a problem with it that's why i don't care if you show me Ron DeSantis's people doing the same thing you show me any of this crap doing the same thing i will be disgusted by it too But you watch this stuff and you just go, this doesn't make any sense. Stop it. And they don't. I have a problem with that. You can hate me for it all you want, but I'm sorry. I liked Carrie Lake, but I can't respect Carrie Lake. And she, she knowingly, she's not a stupid woman. That leaves me with only one other option and it ain't good. Anyway, that is enough for today. I think I've alienated and pissed off enough people in the 54 minutes we've been talking. So have yourself a wonderful Wednesday. I hope you still come back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.